Welcome listeners and viewers in podcast and YouTube land. Starring Ryan Gosling as Lucas and Danny DeVito as Matt Cutler, this is the Beyond Ring Podcast. These are the ugly stunt doubles. Faith out of bounds. <laughs> Hi Matthew, how are you going? Very good Lucas, very good. And uh, enjoying uh, the festive season. We're halfway through, this is episode three. We've looked at Herod. We've looked at the Magi, and now we're we're trying to explore and dust off a couple of other stories who are in the nativity scene, but are kind of just danced over and neglected, yet have key roles in this biblical narrative. That's right. That's we're going right. to see too what they have to say to us as we kind of relook at it, but also think about what they might say to us today if we travel with them. So this whole series is partly about. It's a little bit more conversational than our usual episodes, but uh, it's partly about trying to look at those characters who don't necessarily have christmas cards in their own uh, in their own honor so it's the it's the sort of some of the more fringe characters um well fringe in terms of how we might celebrate or commemorate christmas today and build an nativity scene and what christmas means seems to uh, mean to us today um but in fact as we're looking at it a very significant to the story so the forgotten the neglected the right. glossed over that's uh, who we're putting in our top five. That's right. Although for Advent, it's just top four, sadly. Yeah, that's but, true. But uh, here they are. So, so week three mm. is, uh, we've called it midwives and companions. It's those who have actually helped Mary birth the Christ. Mm. They've actually helped this, this Jesus figure be born, which is what Christmas is primarily about. But there's two key players in the game that have actually been key drivers, the, the key support staff. In fact, really the only support staff in the lead up to the birth, who are likely to even have known about this pregnancy and what it may or may not entail. That's right. They're the only people that we know of who had a, had foresight of of the birth that, that was to occur and the yeah. circumstances surrounding it. So we're talking, of course, about Joseph and Elizabeth. Um, and these, these people are significant because they we've talked in previous episodes before that uh, of the four Gospels that we have in the New Testament, only two of those being Matthew and Luke, um, who... Matthew and, Matthew and Lucas and are Lucas. talking about now. I can't believe it's taken us episode three. I know. <laughs> Get ready in episode four for a chunk of puns about it. <laughs> um, and so uh, of those four Gospels, only two tell the birth narrative story. And in each of those, only uh, really significantly devote, only one of each of those really devote any significant mention to Joseph, who um, who appears significantly in Matthew, and Elizabeth, who, who appears in Luke, but not really in each other's. That's right. And we found this previously with other examples. The Magi were in Matthew, but they don't appear in Luke. Mm. Luke has the shepherds. Well, they don't appear in Matthew. So the storytellers are doing something really different. Mm. So seeing as though you're Lucas mm. and I'm Matthew, I'm Joseph, tell us about Elizabeth. Elizabeth is in Luke. Yep. Not featured at all in Matthew. What do we know of her? Well, I mean, she doesn't get a huge mention. I mean, if if you were making a movie out of this, it would really only be one scene, mm. right? And it's when uh, Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. And it's, I mean, it's really, I can read it to you now. It's a really short, a really short story. At the time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town, the hill, hill country of Judea, when she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Because, of course, we've heard uh, earlier at this point that uh, Elizabeth herself is unexpectedly pregnant. She's, yes. she's quite old. Despite being old, yeah. And, um, and goes on to give birth to John who will be known as John the Baptist. Uh, in a loud voice, she exclaimed, Elizabeth says to Mary, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is this child that you will bear. 
But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? And as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfil his promises to her. She's an optimistic woman. Mary uh, hasn't really got a peep out. She just walked in the door and there's this gushing celebratory montage from from Elizabeth. That's true. There is one lesson that I have learned through uh, fatherhood and seeing some of my friends and, and community go through pregnancy. It is I will never, ever, ever ask a woman or if she is pregnant until I have heard it from her mouth. <laughs> even Elizabeth if I hear it secondhand, even if I hear it secondhand, did you know such and such is pregnant? I'm like, I'm not going to say Correct. a word uh, yeah. in, until she tells me herself, even if I, you know, literally, unless she's giving birth in front of me. Correct. Because yeah. Unless uh, I can see cord, I'm not, I'm not claiming. And, uh, and Elizabeth and that shatters is, that. And that you is, can't help but think that Mary would be like, oh no, I've just been heavy on the donut. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where the whole story came from. Mary's like, well, we're going to go with it now. Yeah. She's pregnant. Uh, it was, no, the, it was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's true. And let me tell you, that is a lesson that I have learned the hard way. Ooh, I uh, really sticking my foot in it. Wouch. And we'll have a special Beyondering storytelling that's episode on that. Uh, yes. Really awkward. Really awkward. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, what really strikes me about the Elizabeth story, and there's not, I mean, there's not a heap for us to chew on. We'll probably spend more time talking about Joseph. But what really strikes me about the Elizabeth story is despite the complexity of the situation, despite, and we know that, um, that Mary is pregnant uh, outside of marriage, mm. um, She's betrothed. We'll, we can talk a little bit more about what that means yeah. later on. But um, she's essentially, she's formally married, but kind of engaged to be married, mm. still not quite fully consummated yet. Um, and so despite that, despite the complexity of the reality of that situation, Mary's first and immediate response Elizabeth's is, first Sorry, response. Elizabeth's first and immediate response to Mary is, this is fantastic. Yeah. This is amazing. Yes. This is beautiful. This is wonderful. This is great. Yeah. There's no sense of, oh, gee, that's going to be really hard. You but thought about the implications. Yeah, but, you know, gee, we'll make the best of it yes. and, you know, I'll help you through it. There's nothing. There's, that's just not told in the story at all. Not it a shade just, of judgment, yep. not a shade of suspicion. No. And to be that, that midwife, you mm. know, I mean, I think about the figures in my life who are able to offer me that non-judgmental presence, mm. you know, that, that can actually... Um, actually allow me to arrive at my own truth mm. by offering support, care, as you said, optimism, mm. um, but non, non-judgment. Mm. That's actually what enables me to birth truth, to mm. discover what's going on for me. Even if I've done something stupid, it's actually not going to help have someone tell me that. Actually, what's going to help me discover what I need to do and what I've done wrong is actually grace and acceptance yep. and non-judgment. Yep. But of course, doing that's bloody hard. So Elizabeth stands as this figure who just graciously throws open the arms and says, here I am, let's do this, yeah. let's, let's do this. And we journey. don't even hear any private behind the scenes, you know, privately in Elizabeth's heart, she thought, oh, geez, this is going to be tough or anything. No, it's just joy and it's just celebration. And when you consider the family connection there, I mean, we know that Elizabeth is married to Zechariah, mm-hmm. who's, who's one of the temple priests. So he's really heavily involved in the religious yeah, system yeah, yeah. of the day. And therefore, if Mary and Elizabeth are related by blood, then there must be this cultural, familial, societal expectation on them to live by the rules. Totally. Of honour, of, um, you know, of appropriate behaviour. And Mary 
for yeah, presents to Elizabeth as though she has just stepped outside of that mm. and, and is yeah yeah is is outside the norm. Yeah, yeah, and the capacity to embrace that yeah. outside the norm yep. to to not see it as I don't know this isn't familiar this isn't right. Mm. Say so, well yeah it's mm. you're telling me that that's where it's at for you and yeah. let's go with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a beautiful, it's a, such a wonderful challenge. Like, how, how many times do people tell us crazy ideas, crazy plans that they have for their life, and we import onto them yes. our own sense of value, our own sense of sensibilities, our own judgment of, gee, is this a great idea? I don't know about that. Or, yeah, and it's not to say that good advice is not, is not, totally. not welcome in life, yeah, but yeah. just to, just to say, I back you. Totally. And any new thing, be it in an institution, be it in life, there's not too many new things that arrive from just gentle safety. It mm. actually does take the stretches of the comfort zone, the people who can think outside the box, to do that and to have someone who just says, yeah, let's let's go there. Let's mm. entertain that possibility. Let You go for it. Mm. Yeah, if that's where your heart is, have a crack. Mm. Those messages in life are so refreshing because mm. that gives you the oxygen you need mm. to to try and experiment and, and fail and that be okay and not come back with shame, but be come back and go, oh, well, you, you licensed me and it didn't work out. And, mm. but, but I felt that that was okay. You know, well, that's, so. that's exactly right. I mean, we often don't give people enough credit to learn their own lessons. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and so why do we need to, why do we need to give them our versions of what their lessons should be totally. before they actually live their own life yeah, and come yeah. to their own wisdom and conclusion on that. Totally. So I, I guess uh, there's not a whole heap more to say about Elizabeth other than the fact that uh, for us today, gee, we all just hope that we have Elizabeth in our lives. Yeah, and, that's and, it. And I hope, that, I hope that all of our listeners have, have Elizabeths in their mm. lives that um, can just cheer them on and can just be the, 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 the touchstone of positivity, mm. of, of championing, of cheering on. That's it. And what it means for you to be an Elizabeth, mm. to be someone who can say to others, you be you, mm. you go for it. Mm. You, I back you. Mm. I trust you. Yep. I, um, yep. Robin Myers, we've had on this podcast, just talked about community. It was always believing the best in people, mm. even if you only saw the worst. Mm. Actually believe them into a new reality mm. was kind of his kind of phrase of, you know, believe in something you can't even yet see. Yeah. And that's what a midwife does, mm. you know, actually births this thing that can't be seen. Yep. And Elizabeth's background support role mm. does that in the story and, and, mm. and can do that for us as an invitation. Well, that's right. And thinking through uh, yeah, my own experience of being present through the birth of our children, mm. um, the midwife was one who, who stood alongside and said, I believe you to be capable of something that even yeah. you don't believe yourself to be yes, capable of. Yes, yes. And I know that you can do this. I've walked through, I've walked this journey before. I've seen this happen before. Yes. I know it hurts. I know it's hard, but I know that you can. And I'm, I'm here to be a voice that says, I know you can do it. It's yeah. within you. Yeah. It is within you. Yeah. 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 So thank you, Elizabeths. We value you. Mm. We value you. Mm. So let's jump across then. To Joseph. Yeah. A man we know more of, uh, we all know Mary and Joseph, but actually fades out of the story pretty quick. We're going to see Mary at the cross at the end of the story, but we're not going to hear much more from Joseph other than in this early kind of part of Jesus' life, which mm. is kind of fascinating for a Jewish man. Mm. The father is a significant figure, mm. you know. So, so what do we know of Joseph, Lucas? Well, um, it, it's interesting because... It, for as you say, like for someone who fades out of the story, the way the story begins, mm. he he is the story. Like yeah. the way that Matthew 
the, the Gospel of Matthew begins, for chapter 1 and 2, you could argue that actually the story is happening to Joseph. Correct. It's almost like he's the first person character yes. in, in that story. If, if, um, if the story of the Gospel is according to Matthew was told, was shot as a film, the camera would be on Joseph, the way the story is told. Because um, you know, just reading from, reading from the scripture for a moment, says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, so was staying with him, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, you know, it's okay, she's going to be, I'm skipping ahead, she's going to be, uh, it's going to be okay, she'll give birth to a son, you're going to, you'll name him Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill uh, the scriptures, yada, yada, yada. When Joseph, it's all Joseph. It's all Joseph. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. So Mary, Still Joseph. It's kind of this passive. Uh, Mary's got this passive kind of role here, but he did not consummate their par- their marriage until they gave until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name of That's Jesus right. in Matthew. And then later on, when uh, we've got the Magi then visiting the Messiah, um, we've got the then the escape to Egypt. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph yeah. in a dream. Get up and take the child, get away. So he got up, took the child and his mother, so she's not even named, you know, she's again mm. this passive kind of character, during the night and left for Egypt. Uh, carries on. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to, to Joseph. Jim, no, it was Joseph. <laughs> it was Joseph. Joseph, yeah. Get up and take the child. So he got up, he took the child and his mother and went back to the land of Israel. So mm. it's fascinating. The story revolves around Joseph and it's almost like Mary and Jesus are the supporting characters yeah, in yeah. his part of the story. Absolutely. So yeah, it is this fascinating. And, and to, to rewind before that, there's this fascinating literature, which is boring as all get out to read, but one of the most stunning things to study mm. in terms of biblical scholarship, and that is the genealogy. So before that, you get this giant list of names, mm. blah, 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 betrothed, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it was about showing the, the the link that Joseph had all the way back to David to That's prove right. that, that his line could carry the line of the Messiah. That's right. So right from the outset, that's a pretty big CV that's been laid out. That's like, yeah, you've got doctorates and you've got all these credentials that prove you're all that. And, you know, we will gloss over the fact that Joseph's dad's listed differently in the genealogy in Luke to the genealogy in, well, that's in right. Matthew, which that's is a little right. bit interesting. They actually contain different genealogies. They mm. tell the, Again, they tell the story in different ways. They tell the story in different ways. Which is a problem if you're viewing them as straight narrative history. As a journalistic report. That's right. But if, you view, if you're understanding the stories to be making theological claims, making broadly descriptive claims about the significance of this person, Jesus, not necessarily how he came about and, and the circumstances of his arrival, mm. then then it's okay. You can understand that these are stories written for different audiences by different authors stemming from different traditions for totally. different purposes, effectively. And I don't know what that was like for you, Luke, is growing up, that be, that was a threat, mm. you know, taught that the Bible was factually correct. Mm. It was threatening to find out these discrepancies, mm. one of which you went over just before, and that's that Joseph's the one who gives Jesus the name. Well, mm. In Luke, mm. it's Mary. Mm. You know, Mary is, is a much more prominent role. She's mm. singing songs. Right. She's got it's this huge focus. Flavor. It yeah. is more of a musical flavor. I it was... think they're going to cast Hugh Jackman in there somewhere. <laughs> As Mary. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Only he could pull that off. Well, <laughs> but it is by total contrast that it's Hugh Jackman. He's Joseph in Matthew's gospel. That's right. So let's dig more into this. We've uncovered the fact that Joseph's important in Matthew's gospel. Mm. It's a very Jewish text. It's mm. very important for, for Matthew's audience to, to show that there's strong Jewish ties and there's lots of fulfillment of prophecies. There's lots of quoting of scripture. But let's dig further down. What the heck's happening around this Joseph story as he's learning of this? Because well, all these stories, yeah, yeah, he did this. He heard about this. He had a dream. Again, this familiarity is causing us to skip huge layers of intrigue, yeah. of scandal yeah. of, that, that, that let's talk about now. Yeah, that's right. Well, and just by way of, uh, by way of explanation, in Jewish times, uh, in biblical times, sorry, Jewish marriage customs mm. did involve this time of betrothal, which is basically, um, I mean, many marriages were arranged. Mm. So you've got two families arranging a marriage for children. And we seem much more like a civil contract. Yeah. Then it's not married for love. No. It's elders yeah. or, or tribes or families mm. doing the wheeling and dealing and mm. saying, you guys will, will work. Yeah. They'd often be 12 or 13, Yeah, as young as 12 or 13. Mm. So you can imagine a Mary and Joseph, who in my head were, were quite old growing up. Mm. That's what my Christmas cards mm. show me. Mm. But if they're in this betrothal arrangement, it's two families that have mm. made a deal. Mm. And essentially, it's kind of akin to engagement in our mm. context, mm. but more binding. It, it, it yeah. actually met the law requirements of marriage. That's right. I mean, even, I mean, the word divorce is, is Joseph considers yeah, call. divorce yeah. uh, as, as an option when he finds out that Mary is pregnant. So for us nowadays, you wouldn't use the word divorce to describe no, the breakdown we called of an engagement. Off an engagement. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So that's there's true. much more this sense of this, this is a solid contract mm. that's been entered into. There's probably been a bride price paid right. by um by one of the families there. So yeah. um to and there's probably been an element of this uh, as you say, arrangement yeah. to strengthen social relationships right. or um you And know, you'd think if he's in the Davidic line, if he's got a, a line back to David, yep. he's got an important line that the family aren't just wanting him to marry any schmoozy. That's right. He's th th this will be well selected. Yeah, that's right. There's there's reasons behind yeah. their their pairing up. That's right. Right. So a betrothal might look like Joseph would, would go to the family, but Mary would stay with her father. That's right. They don't move in together during this they period. They don't move in yeah. together. And the betrothal period might last up to a year or, or, or longer. Or possibly yeah, even longer. Yeah. So it's a significant period of time, which they've made the promise together. Um, they'll visit each other. They'll, mm. they'll chat. They'll go for walks. They'll have ice creams by the beach, whatever it is. Um, but they're not living together. They're not consummating the marriage in that no. sense. So that's why, that's why the claim or the understanding clearly that, that, that Mary was a virgin at this point. That's, That's it. Because taking it further, you know, if she's still living under her father's house, mm. yeah, she's not she's not ducking out behind the, no. the stable to, to get it done. Yeah. She's she's staying within family mm. structure that, until marriage, in mm. which case she would then move mm. to the groom's house or to the groom's father's house. Mm. But this is the arrangement we find ourselves in when Joseph gets the news mm. that she has become pregnant. Mm. He does a quick check. He goes through the memory bank and goes, Did I? Did we had quite a bit of moonshine the yeah. other night, but and goes, That's that's not me. Yeah. So his initial reaction, he's caught in this state of confusion yeah. and bewilderment. Yeah. My wife to be, mm. my betrothed, mm. is pregnant. Mm. Mm. I, I, I don't think I'd take that too well, just <laughs> quietly. Well, and you know, you've got to be, you, you, this is. 
we gloss over this, but this is the scandal of it that, yeah. that he has to face up to and, and that yeah. she has to face up to. Like, how has this come about? Yeah. This is this is a contract that has been made, not just between the two to be husband and wife, but there's the whole in-laws that are in on this conversation, that are in on the setting up of this. Oh, totally. For whom this scandal has now broke, blown apart yeah. that, that arrangement, that contract. Exactly. And it's not just about his own... Holy crap, someone else has mate, got my mm. wife pregnant. So mm. allow me to read from Alexander Shire, who we've had on the podcast. Mm. He says, Joseph's predicament was more than personal. Semitic life demanded adherence to accepted custom. Villages were governed by social approval, and neighborly gossip was the arm of correction. If a couple argued at the breakfast table, the village knew every word and gesture by lunchtime. The small, tight society had clear expectations of behaviour and response. Deviation caused shunning by the entire village, a fate genuinely worse than death, especially because the shame would forever taint the family name and lineage. Mm. The cost of this going wrong is big. Yeah. This is not just a, I've had the dirty done to me. Mm. This has the whole risk of great shame on family, great uh, risk of severing ties of, you know, and, and he's got a bloodline that's important and needs to be protected. Yeah. So yeah. again, as you said, there's a scandal in this story that we dance yeah. straight over. Yeah. And look, let's, uh, I mean, let's, let's address the question of, virgin conception, virgin birth as yeah. well, because that, that does need to be, I think, addressed here. And and actually, in the way that it gets used, it, I think it actually robs the story yeah. of some of its scandal. So, I mean, what, what we need to say really pointedly is regardless of your belief on it, regardless of whether you think the virgin birth actually happened or whether you think it's a mythological part of the story, um, clearly the uh, um, Mary's virginity is not the point of the story. Yes. It may be an element of the story, and if you wish to believe it, literally okay. It should be said that probably since about the 1800s, very few biblical scholars will make will try to argue the point that it is a historical argument yeah. um, rather than a mythological, literal li literature argument or mm. construct of literature. However, clearly, it's not actually the point of the story because clearly it's not something that was of any importance during the life and ministry of Jesus. None of his disciples, as recounted by the Gospels, were walking around saying about Jesus, by the way, you should follow this guy because did you know his mum was a virgin? Virgin! I mean, that's it just clearly, after the story of the birth narrative was told, the uh, the virginity or otherwise of Mary played no significance. No, and the fact that Paul, our earliest writings that come well before any of the Gospels, that's right. Well, he doesn't even mention Mary. No, he but... seems completely unaware of even those claims. Mm. So we have to presume that those claims came about at the time of Gospel writing, which we know is 40, 60, 70, mm. 90 years after the death of Jesus. So mm. if we put aside that traditional claim of virginal conception, then it actually means there's a there's a harsh reality of the situation that of the scandal that, that we can begin to appreciate more because at the best best case scenario could be well then maybe Joseph and Mary have you know have ducked off behind the mm. behind the hay shed and and have conceived or it could be that there's another father involved another man involved which of course it would be enormously confronting to Joseph for his his right to be absolutely of course, neither a, are good news. Of course, there's also another tragic possibility, and that is 
that the conception came out of a non-consensual encounter, that is, yes. Mary was potentially raped. And so imagine those questions Oof. flowing through Joseph's mind. Mm. Whatever the reality mm. of the situation is, those are all the options on the table for him. Mm. And he's thinking about this, thinking, what is my family going to think? How am I going to respond to this? Mm. This is extraordinarily scandalous and extraordinarily difficult Absolutely. for him to deal with. And it talks about that um, Joseph was a righteous man. Mm. And it talks yep. about, we, we get the sense that he was a good Jew, yep. a, a good, good Torah-abiding, good upstanding yeah. citizen. Yep. Um, and that would mean that if any of those scenarios are true, mm. e- even if Mary was in fact raped, mm. Deuteronomy has some indication that well, she can be stoned to death, yeah. you yeah. know, because essentially she's damaged goods. Yeah. If you don't have someone who is a virgin yeah. um, to take into your bloodline, to mm. carry your family line, mm. well, she's not right. She's mm. out. You know, she, she is damaged goods. So, and of course, Joseph goes against that yeah. law. Joseph yeah. chooses not to. He has this dream that says that the Holy Spirit, and that kind of makes us all switch off as readers. He goes, mm. oh, because he, he knows that God's kind of given That's him right. a, That's right. a free lets, pass. It, it actually lets him off the hook. In yeah, some ways, totally. For us as readers anyway. That's it, exactly. Because we, cause it, we, can, we can read that and say, oh, okay, whatever anybody says against him, whatever the public perception is, he knows in his heart yes. that he's been told that really she's okay. You know, she's yeah. pure in that kind of... In so that, we in drop the scandal. That's right. But his family doesn't drop the scandal. His mm. tribe doesn't drop the scandal. The, mm. the whispers, the words, the mm. it, it remains a tarnish on him and his messianic bloodline, yeah. his famous bloodline. Yeah, and we shouldn't drop the scandal either. We we need to hold on to that. We need to let that sink in. Let that hold on to us. Because we want to light a Christmas scandal. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Next year's Beyond Ring Christmas card coming to you. Good, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you've witnessed the birth of an idea. <laughs> um, but to, to sit with that, it means that Jesus and all that Jesus was to mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with all of the. Um, with all of the Old Testament prophecies that are being invoked and with all of the life of Jesus that's to follow in the telling of the gospel, mm. the beginning point is that for Joseph, Jesus is an illegitimate child yeah. in that kind of, in that social sense. Yeah. And this is what I find really beautiful about the story. And we, and we might go on, um, we will go on to yes. say a bit more about Joseph's response, but a really beautiful central part of the story that I find is, is this claim being made that there is no child that is illegitimate. Yeah. Just from the very get-go of the story. If Jesus, the if, Son of that's God. That's right. If, if God uh, can be in and reveal in this situation, in mm. these circumstances, and Joseph can embrace this child as, as his own, then regardless of the circumstances of our birth, every child has value. Yes. Every child has worth. We can't control the circumstances into which we're born, and that's the reality of life. But yeah. what we know is that every single child is legitimate in God's eyes. That's right. And it's backed up by the genealogy, which, mm. of course, we gloss over because it's a whole heap of boring names. Mm. But there's four women in the genealogy, mm. and that was not done mm. in genealogy. You did mm. not have women because men passed the bloodline. Mm. At that point, even physiologically, they didn't know that there's X and Y chromosomes and mm. women's eggs, and mm. they were just a carrier yep. of the man's sperm. Yeah. And yet there's four women in the genealogy, two harlots, mm. there's Gentiles, there's, there's these women that carry these 
crazy stories, mm. and yet the bloodline of the Messiah mm. runs through them. Mm. That that none are outside of the love of God. That mm. none are outside being used by God. Mm. That are of enfleshing the sacred. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a point well made, and it actually doesn't matter whether you believe in virgin birth or not. No. There's still this scandalous, this illegitimacy hanging over the story. Yeah. God was birthed into that. That's God, right. the sacred is birthed within that. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a stunning idea. That's right. And you know the um, you could read this other name or seeming name given to the baby is Emmanuel. That God, God is with us. It's it's more of a descriptor, as in. Prince of Peace and Lord yeah. of Lords Tommy. and so on. So, um, Tommy Emmanuel. That's right. Yeah. He's, a great, he's a great guitar player, certified guitar player. Um, here's Tommy Emmanuel's thing. Uh, so to say, you know, yeah. jo- the, Joseph hasn't made a mistake here. He hasn't been told, name your child Emmanuel, and then he goes and names him Jesus. Yeah. No, the word Emmanuel. What was it again? Uh, uh, Jesus. Jesus. Uh, the answer's always Jesus. He, he must have gone to Sunday school. <laughs> He learnt well. There's an angel so, in the background going, Emmanuel, you idiot! Duh! <laughs> but somewhere there's his old Sunday school teacher going, correct, <laughs> I've taught him well. <laughs> and so, but, but the story tells us that this child is God with us in yeah. scandal, in illegitimacy, in... Um, in manger. In the manger, in the, in, from the margins, the, the yes. outcast child, mm. one who... For all social sensibilities you ought to walk away from, this is the God who's with us. Yeah. That's extraordinary. That's extraordinary. <laughs> and again, that's... that And scandalous. And scandalous. Yeah. But that message is not the one that rises mm. to the top of our mm. Christmas messages, yeah. our, our Christmas cards. Yeah. So taking Joseph a step further, I'm... Um, I uncovered another level that I think is fascinating but so forgotten. And this is this isn't even this is a no level familiar. And that is that if Luke's account has any truth to it, that, that there's this connection with Zachariah and Elizabeth, mm. well they're in the priestly class. Mm. And of course, the priests are the, the top of the religious tree. And then we're told that Matthew says that we'll, we'll both account to him having this Davidic family line mm. that's royal blood mm. it's through this family line that the messiah is going to come mm. they have royal blood and priestly blood that these guys aren't the poor scavengers mm. that that maybe most of our christmas cards have talked about mm. there's a potential that these are kind of the prince and princess <laughs> that there's actually um some real importance of these two that their their bloodlines their lineage is all the more important mm. you know and yet, as you said, it's within that mm. that this kind of scandal mm. happens. Mm. But further to that, it makes me think really specifically about Joseph. And to carry this scandal, if he's got this important bloodline, if he's in this Semitic kind of culture that honors tribe and lineage mm. beyond all else, mm. you are only the carrier of your line. You're not this individual that our culture wants to tell us we are. Mm. You exist only in the line of family then for him to agree to carrying child mm. is to to actually step outside of all of the expectations of your tribe, mm. is to actually step outside of all of the training and conditioning and cultural heritage he would have handed on of what's acceptable and what the rules are. Mm. It makes me think so much about 
what it means to say yes when your tribe's saying no. Mm. What what it means to honor your true self when all of that which around you says, don't do it, mm. just fit in, just do what we do, just go with the tide. This Joseph character chooses to say yes, chooses to stay with Mary and not divorce her in the face of a whole heap of expectations that says, not damage goods, get her out of the bloodline and move on. And even though he has this dream, and we, we hear his dream with the benefit of hindsight, yeah. but when he hears this dream, pregnancy, you'd know as a father, it's a bloody long time. Mm. It took me every bit of strength to wait to kind of the 12-week mark to start telling my family we were yeah. pregnant. <laughs> pregnancy is a long journey. Yeah. He has to walk this journey of trust that says, I'm walking towards something significant. Uh, even though it's totally against mm. what everyone wants. Mm. Something you made me aware of too is this consensus that they've all got to sign up to. The that, census. The yeah. census. The consensus um, the is census. there was a census. <laughs> uh, the census that they need to go to that our text talks about. Yeah. That would also mean Joseph has to walk towards his family. He has to walk to his family lineage. Yeah, that's right. He has to go to the, he has to go to Bethlehem because that's his hometown. Yeah. So presu- you have to presume that there's fam- wider family yes. connection there. That there's people who maybe he grew up with or who knew him. That's that's that, what the story lends right. itself to. He's walking towards the family. That's right. Who would not hold this news well? Yeah. So I kind of love the image of Joseph, and the Bible doesn't talk about a donkey, but let's let's adopt one. That he's sitting there with a pregnant Mary on a donkey. He's mm. got to make some kind of travel. And he has to walk towards this family, mm. this tribe, this lineage who would not hold his news well. Mm. And he has to walk towards that. Well, they would see it as, a, as an affront to their family line. Absolutely. It would be an insult Absolutely. For, the, for him to show up like in, the, in these kind of circumstances. So I look at a Joseph who looks back over his shoulder and sees a Mary and a donkey, a pregnant Mary on a donkey. Mm. And yet he puts one foot in front of the other and walks towards mm. a place in which he'll be shamed. Mm. So it made me think about Joseph and as we take Joseph's story into today and how he might be an invitation, mm. what, what does it mean to hold to the messenger, the message of God, an angel, mm. the, the angel in Greek, it's the same word as messenger. Yeah. You could just as easily yeah. take angel out and That's put right. messenger. There's no suggestion of wings and halos. No. It may as well be a postman. It's someone delivering a message. That's, Correct. That's all it means. Correct. Yeah. And so he receives this message that the way of God will come through here, that, 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 that God is in some way in this. Mm. But he has to trust that and what he will face is all the voices of shame mm. and all the things we've talked about. Mm. So it made me think about what does it mean for me to walk the journey of Joseph, to stay true to my own self when my tribe wishes me not to, Mm. you know, to stay true to my own sense of call, even if the world says that's a stupid idea. Mm. Um, Where else are you taking when you think about um, the call to be Joseph, yeah. the call to walk towards voices who will not receive you well, but to stay true to the journey. Yeah. Well, I mean, the most, the example that immediately springs to mind is a story that's been in the news just recently uh, about a, uh, a teenage boy at a Catholic school, I think it was in New South Wales, who at his school assembly gave a speech where he came out as gay to his school hmm. and to his school friends. And amidst 
the whole political conversation at the moment about whether or not religious schools ought to have the right to discriminate against yeah. LGBT students and teachers mm. or just maybe people who they suspect are yeah. LGBT, which is just extraordinary. Um, but that's what's been happening. That's, that's what we're That's the context of the conversation. Here's a guy who stands up mm. in front of his school and says, you know what, this is who I am. And, and I mean, A, what an extraordinary, brave oh, moment. B, what was so impressive was the response of then his yeah. fellow students where they were up on their feet, up on their mm. feet, applauding him and surrounding him with, upholding him with love and support totally. and, and just acknowledging his bravery. Now, mm. I love that image, as you've described it, of Joseph looking forward to the family and looking back with, um, with Mary uh, uh, walking behind him. Um, because, of course, this story is before that round of applause. We, we don't exactly. know what what he's walking into there for, for this student uh, who, who came out to his school. Um, the, it was celebrated and, and it, it was a positive end to that story or, or continuation of that That's story. Right. But for Joseph, totally. we don't know what it, what he's walking towards in that moment. We we can't tell what no. the response is going Well, the be. Joseph story is the student writing the speech, mm. Mm. going, how will this be heard? Mm. Is this the death of me in this yeah. place? Yep. Do I then need to leave? Will I be kicked out? Yeah. It's... Yep. I mean, what a that it's a beautiful story. Yeah. It's a it's a tragic story that it it needs to be significant. But yeah. that's the Joseph story. Mm. Prepared to name your truth, mm. prepared to own your truth, to prepared to live into your truth, mm. even if the cost is great, mm. even if you know it will not be well received. Mm. We mentioned Alexander Shire, and his story is a story of Joseph. Yeah. He himself was thirteen generations of. Um, you know, Lebanese Catholic priest. <laughs> Correct, not 13 consecutive. But he um, yet stepped outside of that expectation yeah. and talked about on our podcast what it meant to step outside that. And he was never quite able to repair the connection with his mm. father because of that. Mm. He also came out as gay again. It, there was just too much threat to his family line for him to maintain strong relationship. Mm. But in order for him to stay true to himself, in order for him to have any sense of wholeness and integration, in order for him to just be in his own skin, he had to put his hand up and say, this is who I am. Mm. Fascinatingly, the story of Joseph fades out mm. about now. This yeah. biblical account forgets him. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that Joseph puts his hand up and says, this is my role. This is what I need to do. Uh, who knows what reception he had? Mm. Um, but I'm interested, as you said, of his the, the journey on the road mm. and the fact that the end result was that he, it was through him, it was because of him that this message of hope would transform the world. That's right. And there's no doubt that even though we, haven't, we don't experience Joseph's presence later in the life and ministry of Jesus, there's no doubt that his fatherhood yeah. of this boy Jesus must have had an enormous impact on his life. Had to have. Because of the way that we read of Jesus speaking about his relationship with a father, of God as father. You you couldn't imagine no Jesus way. conceiving of God as father if there was an abusive or Correct. distant or I think every psychologist would agree. Yep. You could not possibly believe yeah. or live out of or trust any sense of God as father yeah. had your own experience not have been and that solid. Was, and that's something that you pointed out to me in conversation preparing for this, that there's there's just no... Jesus clearly had a high sense of 
of fatherhood. Yeah. And so to say, oh, by the way, guys, when he's teaching his disciples, so when you pray, yeah. you should pray our father, right? As though I would want everyone to have as positive and healthy experience of fatherhood as I have this had. This is the foundation. Yeah. yeah. And of course, for those who've heard, you've probably heard it mentioned that the word father was Abba, mm. which was better translated as daddy. Mm. He had an intimate sense yeah. of father. That's right. And again, he couldn't even conceptualize or conceive of a of a daddy intimate love of father yeah. without some experience of it, yeah. surely. Yeah. Surely. And so whether... You know, today there's plenty of blended families yeah. out there where um, life, I mean, for those of us who start the journey of life and have an idea of what, we all have an idea of what life is going to look like. We all have an image or we think it's going to look like that. For none of us does it ever pan out like yes. that. And life is always quite complicated. <laughs> so um, for those who step into and take on the mantle, take on the responsibility of blended families, mm. um in some ways, this is an example, or well, this is something. This is a story that speaks to that. Here is a guy, Joseph, who, just from the get-go, like in some ways, like Elizabeth, just mm-hmm. from the get-go, went, "This is good. Yeah. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to be here. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to walk this I'll path. Walk this path, yeah. and it will be good, yeah. and something great will come of it." Yeah, and what what extraordinary faith that takes, totally. and, and so I, I want to offer that as a uh, as a, as an affirmation and encouragement mm. for for all of us today, living complex lives yeah. with all sorts of. We live lives that we are just patching things together the best that we can. Mm. <laughs> it's very rarely does it work out as cleanly as we as we hope that it's going to. The pitch is not clean, but hold the journey. That's right. Hold the journey. Yeah. That's a great a great closing thought. So as we think about the third Advent week for us at Beyond Ring, the, the, the midwives, the voices that, that offer us support and love and, and that help us birth truth and mm. be truth, and also the, the invitation of Joseph to step into your truth, to, to stand firm in anchored ground in who you are, even if it's not well received, mm. uh, to advocate for the unpopular even if you know it's not well received, mm. uh, to be a voice for justice, mm. even if it's not well received. Uh, that for me is the invitation mm. of Elizabeth and of Joseph. Mm. May you all be healthy, positive midwives and companions. Amen. Thanks, friends. Thanks for coming beyondering. Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow the streams, follow us on YouTube if you haven't been following us there. And of course, sign up for our mailing list at beyondering.com.au where it's not too late to purchase Beyondering Christmas cards. But uh, that wraps us up. Thanks for coming beyondering. <laughs>